Hello and welcome to Audiobook Connection, behind the scenes with the creative teams. I'm Becky Parker Geist and I'm your host. Audiobook Connection is your place to learn about the audiobook creative process and for authors to learn valuable tips on producing and marketing your audiobooks. This podcast is sponsored by Pro Audio Voices, helping great stories come alive through audiobook production and marketing. Today we're going to talk about project cost basis for your audiobooks. And this is a really important topic to understand. Typically in the industry, the kind of industry standard for most audiobook production is based on a per-finished hour basis. What that means is that whatever the finished length of your audiobook, so when I say finished length, that means not how long it took to create it, not how many hours the narrator may have spent in the studio, not how many hours the editor has put into the editing of it, but the finished length. So when you go to Audible, for example, or audiobooks.com, and you see the length of the audiobook, that's the length that we're talking about. So typically what will happen is an audiobook producer will estimate the finished length prior to giving you a price for the audiobook. Now, they may give you a per-finished hour price and then estimate how long the audiobook will end up being to get you an estimated price. Here's what you need to understand about that. There is inherent in that process a risk for you. Yes, it's possible that they will overestimate the finished length of the audiobook. But a much more common situation is that they underestimate it. And that can happen very easily. It can happen by a narrator simply slowing their pace a little bit. And I don't mean necessarily deliberately, not as a manipulative action, but the truth is that narrators being paid on a per-finished hour basis are going to be paid more if they're narrating at a slower pace. Narrating at a slower pace also, for a narrator, has the typical benefit of making fewer errors in the course of narrating. So there is sort of a double bonus for narrators to slow down a little bit. And that means for you as the author that you're going to pay more. Slowing down can also just happen as a natural thing, not something that uh, the narrator is doing deliberately, but simply as you're moving along in the pace of the narration that you may just naturally tend to slow down. The opposite can also happen. You can also, without really noticing it, speed up a little bit. But the point here is that you understand that there is an inherent risk in the per-finished hour cost basis for audiobook production. Another related point I'd like to make about this is that very typically, the estimated finished length is based on some generic average. For example... A company may say that the average reading pace for a book, any book, is 150 words per minute. Well, that might land in the right range for your particular book, but the truth is that not only does narrator pace, they're just the any particular narrator's pace of reading a book vary dramatically, but also 
the text of each individual book significantly impacts the pace of the narration. Now, very simplistically put, but this is a truth, is that a book that has a text with many, you know, predominantly small words versus a text that has long words, maybe more academic, just using larger words, the fact is that the the former with the small words is going to be at a higher words per minute pace. And the latter is going to be at a slower or lower words per minute pace. When producers are giving you an estimate, are they actually testing the read with your text? That's really important, and it is not commonly done that way. We do that at Pro Audio Voices, but that's not a standard practice for most companies. As an example of this very thing, we were recently pricing out a book with two potential narrators, and we were looking at what would be the difference in cost depending on which narrator we used. For the exact same text, one narrator was narrating at a pace of 174 words per minute. The other was narrating the same text at 120 words per minute. They both sound great. They're just different in the way that they're reading the book. Well, over the course of a book that's about 115,000 words, that works out to a difference of an 11-hour finished book versus a 16-hour finished book. If you're paying at, say, $400 per finished hour, that is a really significant difference. So this is something that you need to understand about cost basis and how that works. Let's take a short break, and then we'll come back and talk about some other kinds of cost basis possibilities for your audiobook production. At Pro Audio Voices, we're committed to our client's success, and that starts with pre-production. We guide you in the decisions that will help you leverage your audiobook to achieve your goals. Schedule a discovery call with me at proaudiovoices.com slash get hyphen started. Let's talk. Another cost basis for audiobook production is a project cost, or sometimes if you're just hiring a narrator and not using a producer, they might call it a stipend. In this scenario, it is treated as a work-for-hire project. In a work-for-hire project, you pay the agreed-upon amount, and then whatever that covers, whether it's um, any pre-production or production or any marketing that might be involved, whatever the contract covers, you pay the fixed amount that is determined, and then the project is yours. And you are you receive whatever has been agreed upon, and that's it. In a situation like this, you should know the project cost in advance, and that should not change unless you change the scope or add something in that was not in the original agreement. That way you go into the project knowing what it's going to cost and not having to bite your fingernails waiting to find out what the actual cost is going to be based on the finished length. 
There are two other potential cost basis options for audiobooks, and so I'll describe those here. They're limited pretty much to ACX as a platform. ACX is not a platform I'm generally recommending, but these are some options that could be available to you. The first is the royalty share option. This essentially means that you're not paying anything up front or as a fixed fee. You're only going to share whatever royalties come in, and those royalties are going to be limited to sales through Audible and iTunes. There are no other platforms that they offer the audiobook on, and so those are the only royalties that you would be sharing. And the way that that works is essentially you're asking a narrator, who typically you don't know, to share the risk in creating this audiobook. You're asking them to put in many hours, typically we'll say about 10 hours for every finished hour. Uh, a finished hour can be roughly anywhere from about 8,700 words to about 9,200 words. But as I described earlier, there's a lot of fluctuation in that range. So you're asking them to spend that time on the hope that they will get paid from royalties from your audiobook. Most narrators with any experience in the audiobook world and who understand the time that it takes and the energy, the effort, the expertise, all of that that it takes to put into a quality audiobook, those narrators are highly unlikely to accept a royalty share agreement. They recognize that the process takes quite a bit of time and their time is valuable to them and they have a need to be compensated for their work. And here's the thing. If you're not confident as an author that you're going to put in the energy and the effort yourself in order to market this audiobook so that it is successful, then you're really asking someone to donate their time and effort to your audiobook cause. If you do have confidence that you're going to put in that time and effort and that you are going to be receiving royalties, more likely you're not going to post it as a royalty share. You're actually going to post it as a work for hire. So these are just some things to be aware of in the industry. Yes, on occasion, you can find a quality narrator who's willing to do a royalty share, but as a general rule, that's unlikely. And the last option that is generally available is the Royalty Share Plus. This is a version that ACX has come up with, and again, it's only available through ACX. So here again, you're your distribution is limited to Audible and iTunes. This is a version of the cost basis where you split the royalties 50-50, and then you also pay the narrator some amount uh, additional that's agreed upon that uh, so they get some payment in addition to whatever uh, royalty payments they may earn. This is a far superior version to the straight royalty share but still, it has a lot of limitations. One of the biggest, to my mind, from the author perspective, from, for the client, is that when you go through the ACX platform, you really are limiting your distribution. 
Yes, it's true that Audible has the bulk share of the market, but they are not the only ones out there selling audiobooks. And these days, more and more people are resistant to allowing and encouraging the Amazon ecosystem to completely monopolize the publishing space. So those are basically the options for cost basis. Yes, there are always possibilities for working out some other kind of contractual agreement with either a narrator or an audiobook producer. So those are certainly things that you can ask about. And while we're on this topic, I just want to encourage you to make sure that you also ask about what's covered in whatever agreement that you make with an audiobook narrator or producer. Some questions that you might ask are, what are you going to do about the front matter or the back matter? How will you handle those aspects of the audiobook? Make sure that those are going to be helpful to you. For example, many narrators or producers will simply omit the about the author when, in fact, that can be a very, very valuable piece of audio to record. And I have another podcast about that, so I'd encourage you to go listen to that and consider that possibility. Also, you want to find out what does it include in terms of production? How much review do you get of those audio files? Or do they just create it and that's done? And as long as it's according to the manuscript, you get no other opportunity to make any requests. That's very possible and fairly typical. So find out what you get in terms of review. What opportunities do you have if you realize suddenly that, oh my gosh, I, I want to change that piece of text. Can you do that? What will it cost if you do? These are questions to ask. Other things to ask are, does the contract include any kind of music if you'd like that, or sound effects if you're looking for that? Is there any kind of marketing support that they provide? This is just a sampling of the kinds of questions you want to ask when you're exploring audiobook production. And of course, I encourage you to reach out to us at proaudiovoices.com and schedule a discovery call with me. We'll talk about your specific goals and your specific project and see what makes most sense for you. Thanks for joining us for Audiobook Connection, behind the scenes with the creative teams. Please take a moment to subscribe at audiobookconnection.com. The podcast is sponsored by Pro Audio Voices, helping great stories come alive through audiobook production and marketing. Learn more at ProAudioVoices.com. Again, thanks for being with us, and please join us next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.